2020 Network is brought to you by Interac. Speed is key for Canadian shoppers. Is your business keeping up? It can with Interact Flash. It's the platform that millions of Canadians use to check out quickly and securely. Learn more at interact.ca. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quality Content on the 2020 Network, presented by Interact. I'm your host, Alex Patterson. Today in the show, I am talking to Oscar-winning and, once again, Oscar-nominated writers, directors, and animators Allison Snowden and David Fine. The couple who first met in film school in the 80s have been producing some of the most celebrated animated work in Canada for over two decades. Their 1995 short Bob's Birthday received top honors from the Academy and, for a bit of CanCon nostalgia, went on to inspire the Canadian animated series Bob and Margaret, which aired for four seasons on Global and was shown around the world. This year, Allison and David will be returning to the Oscars with their new animated short film, Animal Behavior. In it, Allison and David showcase five animals who meet regularly to discuss their inner angst in group therapy session. A leech with separation anxiety, an ape with an aggression problem, a bird with deep and lasting childhood trauma, and so on. The film's charm lies in its attention to the small details that blur the line between everyday human behavior and those base animal instincts hidden just beneath the surface. Allison and David will be in good Canadian company at the Oscars this year, particularly in the short film categories. Five of the ten nominations for animated and live-action shorts are Canadians, and as Toronto Star movie critic Peter Howell points out, Canada has had a long and healthy showing with the Academy by being brief. It is my pleasure today to have Allison and David join me from Vancouver. Allison and David, hello. Hi. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, you're in Vancouver uh, at, at your house, and um, I, I want to first start off by saying congratulations. Congratulations on the nomination. I've had a chance to see the film, and I absolutely love it. Oh, thanks oh, so thank much. You. It's it's insightful and funny and um, it just does a lot of really creative things in, in such a short amount of time. Uh, tell me about where the idea for animal behavior came from. Um, well, it occurred to us that animals have um, some of the same issues that people have, but they don't get judged for it. You know, they're just allowed to be what they are. Um so we we thought what would happen if they were like they they were sort of in society and they they had to adapt like we do you know to be civilized um and we thought well the, the best place for them to discuss those issues would be a group therapy session and you've got you've got a, a, a leech with separation anxiety. You've got a, a bird with with uh, you know deep and long lasting childhood trauma. I, I mean, it's it's all um, very you know very on the nose, but also at the same time, like I, I don't know why someone hasn't done this before. It seems very unique and original. Well, we you know we were looking for animals that had characteristics that were analogous to what humans feel. And like Allison says, we felt like, um, you know, animals aren't judged for these characteristics, but humans are always judging themselves. And the overriding thing we were trying to address uh, with the story was also should um, should one animal or human uh, change to adapt better to fit in or should others accept you for who you are? 
And we wanted to toy with that question and not necessarily come up with a definitive answer. And we also wanted to um, kind of poke fun at group therapy, but again, not undermine it. So our view about group therapy is, you know, that the main uh, antagonist in the film is saying, this is a bunch of nonsense, stop navel-gazing, get on with your lives, you're so self-obsessed. And we thought, well, that's valid kind of criticism, but at the same time, without giving away, you know, any spoiler uh, or spoiler alerts or anything, but um, uh, there comes to, we, we see some value at the same time. Yeah, this is a, I should say this is a spoiler-free podcast. We should have uh, made that clear at the beginning. And it's also, uh, you know, about how hard it is to change. You know, if you've ever done therapy, it's not sort of an instant cure. It can take a lot of time to, to work through everything. So we thought, the, you know, the best way to show that is an, is an animal because, of course, it's in their DNA, totally, you know, ingrained in their behavior. So it helps you see how hard it is to change. Yeah, it's funny. I, I you know, last week we had Michael Landsberg on our, our show to talk about the, the Bell Let's Talk um, movement. And I, I it's funny, while I was watching the film, um, I, I couldn't help but think about the the elevated ways in which we talk about mental health and we talk about our behaviors. And so I, I just thought it was a really um, a fantastic and short and concise um, display of, of some of those things that we're grappling with as a society. And I mean, to that point, it, it is a short film. It's a format that you've returned to again and again and again. What draws you to the, the short film format? Well, you know, this is the first short film we've made in about 25 years. And uh, in between that, we kind of moved on to TV series and developing other kinds of projects. And we came back to short films because, for a couple of reasons. One was um, we bumped into our, uh, a friend of ours who's a producer at the National Film Board of Canada, and he said, you know, if, you've ever, if you'd ever like to make another short film, um, uh, this was Michael Fukushima, um, you know, we'd be, we'd be uh, very pleased to look at it. And so we kind of initially went, no, nah, we don't do short films anymore, but then thought we had this idea. I thought, well, maybe this would be fun to make. And also, we'd been away from actually animating, because when you do TV series um, and bigger projects, you work with teams of hundreds of people, which is, has you know, its advantages. It's very exciting. And so much talent is brought to uh, projects, big projects. But you kind of miss actually acting the characters out yourself by drawing them and animating, having that control and that auteur kind of experience. So we thought it would be kind of fun to get back to that and also to use... Um, 2000 and, you know, the, whenever we started the film, technology, digital technology to be able to draw with instead of paint and cells. The other thing with a short film um, <clears throat> is you're dealing with one story, you know, with a series or whatever, it's, you know, multiples. And, and we miss just being able to have the time uh, to, to really hone hone a script, because you don't know, get a little bit frustrated on a series because at some point, you know, you can't stop the pipeline. You, you, you've got to deliver that script. So I think that's one thing we like about short films. Alison, I hear you have a mirror on your on your desk when you're when you're animating um and i I have to imagine that uh that's it's nice to be able to return to that and like you said sort of work with your own sort of facial expressions and see how they sort of come out in the in the final product 
Yes, because really you're being, you know, you're being an actor, you know, a performer with these with these characters. So, um, you know, maybe we are frustrated actors in some way. It's a way of of doing that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, because because again, when you're doing a series, you can give an idea of what the character should be, but you're not going to dictate all the nuance. Like that's impossible because that's in the moment, you know, of that particular scene. In fact, I don't really invent those um, little ticks or nuances until, till usually I get to that to that scene and think it just needs more. It can't just be that character talking. He has to have some human, um, you know, quality. That is, and, and besides having a mirror on her desk, she often asks me to stand up on a chair and act like an ape or eat a... <laughs> that comes, and that comes naturally, I assume. Very naturally, yes. yeah. <laughs> so a, a question that I've long had, um, and you are, you are the first people that have ever won an Oscar or been nominated for an Oscar that, I, that I've talked to, so I'm sorry that I'm directing this at you, but this has been long pent up. W- when what happens when you get nominated for an Oscar? Do, do you find out when the rest of us find out? Like, is it the result of like months long of those like behind the scenes campaigns that we hear about? What happens in in the you know in, in our category? Um, well, certainly, first of all, we find out precisely when everybody else does, including when you know when you win. You really don't know until they announce it on the stage with the envelope. Um, in the case of being nominated, what we did know was that the film was shortlisted. So there's, there was 81 films um, that were eligible. It was shortlisted down to 10, and we were one of the 10. So we knew we were in for a chance for the nomination, but we totally didn't know the result until it was uh, streamed live at 5.20 in the morning um, Pacific time. So we got up in our pajamas and actually filmed ourselves because uh, the Academy said, hey, nominee, potential nominees, uh, video yourself watching them, and we'll use them. So we kind of reluctantly thought, oh, okay, we'll do that. And uh, if we didn't get nominated, well, that video would be deleted pretty quickly, but <laughs> we did. So uh, that's online, and we're truly shocked, sh- sh- totally shocked, because they said, and the nominees for Best Short Film, and what we forgot was that they do it alphabetically, and so Animal Behavior was just the first one because it starts with an A, and they just went, Animal Behavior, and we were like, holy cow, we didn't expect that, and we're totally shocked. When that shortlist is announced, those 81 films that the Academy names, is that then like a watch list for you? Is that homework for, do you go and take a look at what the community is producing? It has to be said, well, first of all, number of the films we'd seen at festivals, but we're also Academy members, so indeed we saw all 81 shortlist, not shortlist, long-listed films so that we could vote, because we vote as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of these films at festivals because the Oscars is only part of the life of a short film. I mean, it's the most high-profile um, Life event, event. Yeah. and so it's and it's an amazing honor, but it's not the only thing. I mean, our film was at TIFF in Toronto and and VIF, and we've seen it with audiences. You've and been so, you've been nominated for a Canadian Screen Award. I should I should have uh, framed that as well. That's true too. We're very proud of that because it's nice to be recognized at home, you know. And uh, and so and so the whole process of making a film and having it out there and getting it seen and seeing it with audiences 
has been just a really wonderful experience. And the Oscar is like a gigantic cherry on the top of all that. So, I mean, that begs the question uh, about distribution and where people watch animated shorts now. I mean, we are in the golden age of streaming and I imagine that the world maybe looks a lot different now than it did in, in 1995 um, when when Bob's birthday was was nominated. You mentioned film festivals and, and film festivals are a central part of, of the movie machine, but what about, where are people watching animated shorts now? I think, you know, principally online, it has to be said. However, I mean, you know, the NFB has, um, has a, a, a website and they have a streaming app on Apple TV and other devices. So you can see NFB films online. Um, the, the nominated shorts are being released theatrically through a program uh, called Shorts TV. And it's, that's not just in Canada, but all over the world. They're in cinemas where you can see them on the big screen with an audience, and that's really wonderful, especially a film like ours, which is a comedy, and so having that kind of audience experience is, is especially nice. But also seeing it visually, we've, we've had people who have seen it on a big screen TV and then have seen it on the screen and said, oh, I noticed so much more on the big screen, uh, so I really enjoyed it. So I encourage people to go to um, the, uh, the theater and see it you know, on the big screen, but, but it has to be said that probably most people end up seeing it online. And my awareness of, of animated shorts, um, you know, I'm in my thirties. I, I, I think like a, a lot of people, um, was, was really elevated from watching those, those small featurettes before Pixar movies. Um, and indeed one of the films that I think you're up against this year is uh, bow, which, which ran before the Incredibles two. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm wondering does does the Pixar model of of sliding something in before one of their major featurettes that has massive distribution like, does does that help promote the animated short format in general? Like, does that help elevate all of you, or does that monopolize the conversation? I I don't know. I, I think it does help people, you know, seek out or take short films more seriously as a as a as a form. Yeah, I was going to say I think it's kind of both those things. Yeah. Like you're you're saying does it elevate it or does it? You know, it is both. It elevates it because it makes people appreciate that it's pretty cool the idea of short films and it's fantastic that that Pixar, um, you know, say well we're just going to attach this to the feature. So if you want Incredibles two, you get a short film. And, and it used to be that way. There always used to be short films, and people loved those. Uh, but now because of all the commercials in front of a movie. They've obviously stopped that, but I think it is something people do enjoy. Bob's birthday was actually released in the UK and Canada um, before uh, a major feature film, but that was sort of arranged. It wasn't the plan. I think with uh, Pixar, it's part of the DNA of, of what they do is, is that we make short films, so we include them, and Disney do that. Um, so and it's of, a good of thing. Of course, it does give them an edge, but I mean, they have an edge anyway because it's, you know industry quality film. Yeah, the only thing I would say about it is that, you know, a Pixar short is always going to be within the context of the type of thing that Pixar is going to do. So there's a whole world of other techniques and, and styles and challenging films, darker films, less, you know, family-friendly films that we see at festivals all the time. And uh, 
I love the breadth of what you can do in short animation, which includes what Pixar does, but isn't exclusively what Pixar does. Well, Allison, I mean, you're so right in mentioning that that actually this used to be how it goes. And I mean, I would take a short film any day over like a, a Honda commercial before you know, the movies that I'm seeing in the theater. Um, you know, I, I'd be curious about, you know, ways in which to make that more of the norm outside of just a Pixar movie. Because there's so much great, I, I think, as I, I mentioned in my introduction, Canada in particular seems to do really, really well in the short film format, be it animated or live action. Yeah, and I think that comes from a tradition from the National Film Board of Canada. Um, you know, I, I grew up being very excited by the work of the NSB, and it's influenced me. And I, when I went to film school and met Allison, I was showing other film students like Allison um, and Nick Park, who was in our class, uh, NFB films saying, look at this cool stuff that influenced me. And, and it had, uh, you've always said that those films influenced yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk to me today. Um, the film is, is Animal Behavior. And uh, to our listeners, if you want to check it out, and I strongly suggest that you do, um, David, as you've mentioned, uh, starting today, it will actually be streaming for free on the National Film Board's website, nfb.ca, until February 24th. So maybe your film is is out there inspiring some new and upcoming filmmaker uh, who's showing it to their friends in, in, in their uh, film classes. Well, Allison and David, thank you so much, and uh, good luck. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Thanks. Quality content is hosted by me, Alex Patterson. My senior producer is Sarah Turnbull, and my editor is Aaron Reynolds. The 2020 Network is presented by Interact and is a production of Canada 2020, Canada's leading independent progressive think tank. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps more curious and engaged listeners like yourselves find us. As well, if you'd like to give us some feedback on how we're doing, what you like, what you don't like, new episode or guest ideas, we're listening. I'm at alexcanada2020.ca. Canada2020 has just launched the Canada Food Brand Project, a cross-country initiative aimed at understanding what stands behind the Canada Food Brand. Is it trust, sustainability, quality, something else? It's an interesting and timely exploration of one of Canada's major economic drivers, so if you care about Canada's agri-food sector or want to learn more about it, you can follow our work at canada2020.ca slash canadafoodbrand. Also, a host of free events are about to be announced for later this month and into March, and the best way for you to hear about them first is to join our mailing list at canada2020.ca. Thanks very much for listening. Until next time. The 2020 Network is brought to you by Interact. Interact maintains one of the world's largest debit networks by supporting 28 million active debit cards in Canada. Thanks to their secure technology and zero liability policy, Canadians can make everyday purchases with peace of mind. Learn more at interact.ca slash fraud prevention.